the Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. It's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. People that find themselves in an emergency money situation have several choices to choose from for solving the problem. Credit cards, an emergency fund, or a loan from a relative is sometimes an answer to short-term financial issues. However, a lot of individuals are forced to use payday loans. These easy loans come with little or no credit requirements, and they can be a simple way to get money fast for someone in a bad situation. Even though payday loans might give people quick access to cash, they're evil. And today, I'm going to go over why. Today, I wanted to cover payday loans, especially with the current economy the way it is with the pandemic currently going on, a lot of people out of work. I wanted to go over why payday loans are a terrible choice when it comes to getting some cash if you need it. Even though payday loans might be quick access, like I said, they they are really an evil entity, so to speak. Now, if you're not familiar with payday loans, Payday loans lend people money that basically need a short-term quick fix to a financial situation. They're typically in smaller dollar amounts, let's say, you know, something around $500. People that run into a financial jam needing to make something like a car payment, utility, or rent sometimes use a payday loan because they're not able to make ends meet by another method. Payday lenders bring in over $54 billion each year. So you think about that for a minute. And this is according to the paydaylendingfacts.org. The person that uses a payday loan is many times one that has poor credit, no credit card, and no savings set aside for emergencies. They may also be living paycheck to paycheck and have no checking or savings account. The payday loan industry claims the service they offer is only used for the occasional emergency that might come up. However, the truth is many people rely on them for food, rent, or car payments. The payday loan industry, quite frankly, they know that a majority of people use payday loans consistently. They just don't use them here and there for an occasional emergency. So you might be asking yourself, if you aren't familiar with payday loans, why why is there an evil side? What is the evil side of payday loans? Now, although payday loans claim only occasional use by their customers, like I said, and this is farther from the truth. It's estimated that seven out of 10 payday loan customers, they use them regularly. The problem with the recurring use of payday loans is it keeps a person in a circle of often having to rely on them. The reason for this is due to how a payday loan is structured. The convenience and easy qualification for payday loans make them easily available, but the interest rates on these loans are generally much higher compared to borrowing money from somewhere else. This even includes other borrowers, such as credit card companies, you know, and these people already charge high interest rates. A $200 payday loan, you need to know, can end up costing $600 or more due to the ridiculous interest rates they charge. 
Many state laws have maximum fees payday loan lenders can charge, but these maximums, they frankly, they still come at a big cost. The maximum fees can range from $10 to $30 for every $100 borrowed. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau found that many of the payday loans equate to an annual interest rate of over 400%. Now compare that to the average credit card interest rate of 16.46%, and you can quickly see people are being taken advantage of for a profit from these payday lenders. The lending terms by payday lenders are considered so predatory the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau put several laws in place to regulate the industry. Why are these payday loans so bad? The, the problem with payday loans is these businesses, they prey on people in desperate financial situations. Often these are low-income families that have limited credit options when faced with a short-term financial obligation they must pay. The laws in each state may either permit, regulate, or prohibit payday loans, but either way, there are too many of them around for it not to be an issue. Having people with poor or non-existent credit pay more for borrowing money, it's nothing new. Basically, it happens all the time with things like home loans, auto loans, and even credit cards. The lower a person's credit worthiness, the higher the interest rate they will most often pay when borrowing money. There is some validation for this. A borrower that is a bigger risk for defaulting on a loan should be charged more interest. However, the issue with payday lenders is it really is over the top of the profits they are making. This is just a case of a business model taking advantage of the people that likely need the most help in many circumstances. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, I might just take out a payday loan and then not repay it. And so you need to know what happens if a payday loan is not repaid. Payday lenders, they prey on people that can't repay their loan. If a customer is not able to pay back the money they borrowed, they will often ask the, the lender to roll the, the loan over. And this is where the lender really starts to cash in on the borrower. So if you roll one of these payday loans over, a payday customer that does this now has to pay the original loan amount with finance charges and the new additional finance charge on rolling the loan. And this is where a $200 loan could end up costing $600 or more. Defaulting on a payday loan also opens the door to debt collectors. This will result in your phone ringing constantly along with notices in the mail to pay the loan back. Although there are laws in place for debt collectors, many of them skate on the line of being legal. These people are relentless, but there are ways to deal with them. And I do have an article on Smart Start Money on how to deal with, with debt collectors that has some good tips in there if you're interested. Defaulting on, you need to know defaulting on a payday loan, it's basically always, it's always going to end up damaging your credit score long term. This is a big reason to stay away from them. Some payday lenders might not report to the major credit agencies. However, once a loan is in default and goes to collections, the collector 
will almost always report the default to the big credit reporting companies. So what alternatives are there to if you need cash in, in a quick pinch? I mean, if you need cash, especially with the current economic conditions today, I wouldn't recommend going to one of these payday lenders. What do you do if you need quick money? Although payday lenders, they can look attractive for someone that needs money quickly, some alternatives should be used. It's important to get into a position to not require the assistance of a payday lender. That's the first thing you need to do. Using a first, let's take a look at using a credit card. Using a credit card for quick cash is never really a good choice. But if one is available, the interest rate is more than likely much lower compared to a payday loan. I wouldn't advocate using credit cards for cash on a, you know, to take money out, cash out on a credit card if you don't need to. However, choosing between the two evils of a credit card cash and a payday loan, the, the credit card obviously wins. Personal loans are also a much better option in most cases compared to payday loans. Don't just assume no one will loan money to you if you're considering a, a payday lender. It's important to try any other alternatives that you can think of, and a personal loan through a bank might be a better option. They won't lend to people in all situations, but it is worth a try as opposed to just going to immediately to a payday lender. Pawn shop loans are never a good idea as well, but they can be much better compared to a payday loan. The interest at a pawn shop could charge, they might be, let's say, 200% compared to the 400% at a payday lender. I wouldn't advocate, you know, going to a pawn shop and taking a loan, but it is better as a last resort compared to a payday lender. The reason for this is there is no requirement to repay. A person with a pawn shop, you know, a person puts up something for collateral and is loaned on 25 to 60% of the value. If a loan is not repaid, the pawn shop keeps the item. If a person is trying to repair their credit and there is a chance the loan might not be able to be repaid, pawning something can be a better choice. The best alternative to not using a payday lender is, like I said, don't put yourself in that situation. If you do not have a checking or savings account, make it a goal to open one up at a bank. Also, set a goal to try and save money each month. This can be challenging for people that are really struggling, but it is the only way to stay out of trouble with predatory lenders. Bottom line, avoid taking a loan with a payday lender at all costs. Although they market themselves as being helpful to people that need a small, short-term loan, payday lenders, they're, they're just quite... Quite honestly, they're just evil. They prey on people in desperate economic situations. If you're considering a loan from a payday lender, look for an alternative that can be used to solve a short-term financial problem. Even though some of the other choices may not also be ideal, they are almost always better than a payday loan. Although it can be hard for some people to even make financial ends meet, the key to staying clear of a payday lender is just don't put yourself in that situation. Try to save money for the small emergencies that come up, and this is the best way to avoid putting yourself in a payday lender situation. 
Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com. Join me on the next podcast episode as I answer a question that recently came in. The question is, what percentage of each paycheck should a recent college graduate who just got their first job invest in their 401k? Join me on the next podcast episode and I'm going to be answering this question.